Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. I'm happy to have Dr. Yamashita with us today. He will be describing his paper that's in the November issue of Hepatology entitled GD-EOB DTPA Enhanced MRI and Alpha Feta Protein Predict Prognosis of Early Stage Hepatocellular Cancer. Now the GD-EOB DTPA is an acronym, and I'll try to pronounce this for you. It's gadolinium ethoxybenzyl diethylene triaminine pentaacetic acid study. So moving forward, we'll use EOB MRI to describe this. But it's very interesting, uh, Dr. Yamashita, uh, liver cancer is the fifth most common cause of, liver of cancer worldwide, the second most common cause of cancer death in men. This is a major issue. Hepatocellular carcinoma is the major variant of liver cancer that we see. And we do have scoring systems out there. We have scoring systems. We have the BCLC criteria, the classification system, that kind of give us some idea of prognosticating. However, it's not ideal, right? Because we can have patients with small tumors that have variable prognoses over time, and they're not consistent. And you bring up the point in your paper that maybe we should do a better job of phenotyping these small tumors early on. And I think that's the crux of your study. I'd love to, to have you tell us a little bit more about how you came about with your, what your study design was, what methods you were using. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, so, as all we may know that HCC is very heterogeneous disease in terms of clinical outcome when diagnosed at the same stage and treated equally. The question is why such differences actually come and our laboratory has focused on the characterization of HCC according to the gene expression pattern. Especially, we noticed that the stem maturational status is quite important for the uh, prediction of clinical outcome, even diagnosed at early stage and treated by surgical resection. However, gene expression profile is really nice, but still far from clinical implementation. That's why we looked for the alternative way to evaluate stem maturational status. And one way is uh, today uh, I'd like to introduce the GDOPDTPA enhanced MRI. This region is quite unique and introduced in Japan and the United States in 2008. And this region uh, actually contains a side chain called it benzyl EOB. This side chain actually can enable the hepatocyte to uptake the region and then secreted into the bile through the marginal drug resistance for the so mm -hmm. Uptake was mainly e e e uh, performed by the organic anion transport per peptide. So we utilized the gene expression profiling, immunohistochemistry, and lots of uh, HC samples to evaluate the characteristics of uh, OATP1 before expressing HCC, that means uh, showing a hyperintensity at hepatobiliary phase of GDEOB enhanced MRI. So, so this novel imaging study has been introduced recently, you said in 2008, yes. to evaluate hepatic lesions with regard to vascularity and the activity of the organic anion transporter OATP1B3. Is that, yes. that correct? Yes. <coughs> 
So, so how did you design your study to, to look at this? Yes, so according to the previous data of the high, uh, uh, GDE or BDTP MRI, up to 15% of its cases showed hyperintensity at hepatic phase. So significant uptake. Yes, and the rest of 85% show the, the, the hypointensity, so not uh, uptake. And the, so we performed the, the gene expression profiling and identified that uptake of GDE or BDTPA clearly shows the nature of hepatocyte. So they express the ion transporter. They also express mature hepatocyte marker. And uh, they uh, show the, uh, tra our transmission factor analysis shows that hepatic nuclear factor for alpha uh, master regulator of hepatocyte function was activated okay. in this subject. So ultimately, you reported that this EOB MRI, in combination with alpha feeder protein status, reflected this stem maturation status of HCC with distinct biology and provided helpful prognostic information. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about the, the results. What is what? What did we? What did you? Your top line results from the study. What did you see? Yes. So first, we evaluated the gene expression patterns of hyper and hypointense HCC. And hyperintense HCC shows no serum AFP elevation. So if you had significant uptake, then there was no AFP elevation. No AFP elevation. But the expression profiling also shows that some hyperintense HCC shows the similar expression pattern that resembles the hyperintense HCC. And when we evaluated the clinical pathological characteristic, actually all these HCC, almost all these HCC some cases showed lower AFP, generally less than 100 nanogram per ml. So we can now classify HCC according to the MRI image and acetyl AFP to classify distinct HCC subtypes with distinct nature so ultimately, you came up with an HCC classification based on this EOB MRI and serum alpha protein, predicting overall survival. Mm -hmm. And I think you had 70 patients where you showed that in a single center? Yes, our university hospitals. And in this cohort, uh, actually the BCLC, B and C patients, a little bit advanced patients were included. And this might affect the prognostic value of our criteria. So we decided to evaluate the prognostic value of a classification system using independent March Center uh, cohort that only included early stage BCHC 0 or A stage HCC. So you looked at it in a separate cohort. I think yes. that was 109 patients? That's one, exactly 109 patients. Okay. So just a question, uh, at least in the United States, alpha feeder protein doesn't correlate with liver cancer. In maybe about 40% of the cases, AFP is elevated, maybe 60%. Mm -hmm. But there's a significant percentage of HCC where there's no elevation in alpha feeder protein. Yeah. How would this study, how would this imaging modality work, let's say, in a case that has HCC, but the AFP is normal? Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think the, the, the case uh, AFP, it's of course not ideal for the screening because 
up to, I think, 50% of HC cases show uh, FP. And, uh, but uh, EOB MRI shows that uh, uh, most of, uh, uh, I believe that including this plastic nodule, most of which cases can be diagnosed. And the, so I believe FP can be used for the prognostic value because they have some, the, the represent uh, cells expressing stem maturation, stem cell related gene, gene expression patterns. But of course, FP is not, FP alone is not ideal. Other uh, markers uh, currently, I think various markers like Gripican 3 or DKK1, lots of markers are currently under investigation for the evaluation of the prognostic value of HCC. So where do we go from here? Yes, so uh, at least our data suggested that uh, FP, high HCC, showed the prognosis even diagnosed at early stage and successfully treated by uh, surgery. That means uh, most likely this patient showed micrometastasis when diagnosed, even diagnosed at early stage. That means after the treatment, these patients should have some treatment option like adjuvant therapy or something. Of course, we know that no effective adjuvant therapy is currently available, but mm -hmm. we should think about this. So I know, is EOB MRI widely used in Japan? Yes, almost all power centers use MR, EOB MRI for detection of HCC and its plastic nodule. So it'll be interesting to see if we can replicate that same data in the United States. And the tumor biology may be a little bit different and certainly <laughs> warrants further evaluation. Yes, I'm not sure of the status of the, the, the EOB MRI usage in the United States. Uh, also, our data, our study has a limitation because this is our retrospective study. So we need to evaluate this prognostic value really in a prospective way. In, for example, and that's a great point. You know, retrospective kind of gives us an idea that it works. Prospectively, we're really going to need to look at this a little bit more closely exactly. and see if it, the, the same data sub is substantiated moving forward. Yes. Excellent. Well, I'd like to thank Dr. Yamashita for his time today in explaining this very detailed but novel study looking at a new prognostication model for liver cancer. We look forward to more work from Dr. Yamashita in the future. Thank you for your time.